Hi there, I'm Annette J. Beveridge, journalist, author and conservationist. Welcome to another episode of the One Eye On podcast, where I get to talk about the things that matter most to me. Before I get started, I would like to wish everyone who listens to this podcast a happy new year and want to thank you all for listening to me each week. Now, in previous episodes, I have talked about climate change and environmental issues, and it is something I believe we should all be concerned about. After all, everything we do affects our environment. So learning to mitigate the impact we have on the planet is something we should all be concerned about. Now, I think the problem is when we talk about climate change, it seems just too huge to deal with. Many people bury their heads in the sand, but there are those that want to stop the planet from getting worse. They want to make changes, but just don't know how to do it. Now, it is true that climate change, the whole subject is enormous and it's complex because it's not just about the weather, but it's about how or even if life can adapt to the changes that's occurring quickly enough. And this includes us. But there are so many things associated with climate change that you may not have even considered them. So today, I want to talk about some of the things affecting our oceans. Now, our coastal waters and oceans are under stress. And this is due to plastic leakage, pollution from chemicals, rising sea levels, um, deforestation and global warming. Now, that's bad enough, but there's more. So today, I want to talk about acidification. Now, ocean acidification is causing a real threat to many forms of marine life, but it will also impact food change and therefore it's going to impact global economies too. Now, if you've been studying climate change at all, you'll know that we desperately need to reduce fossil fuels, including the levels of carbon dioxide, that's CO2. Now, you may not know, but the ocean absorbs about 25% of CO2 levels each year. So we need it to do this efficiently. But because carbon dioxide is being emitted so quickly, our oceans are unable to absorb it quickly enough. And it is this that leads to ocean acidification. But what does that really mean? Okay, as CO2 connects with the surface of the water, it dissolves and reacts with water molecules and it forms carbonic acid. In turn, this impacts carbonate, which is needed by some organisms to form those hard outer structures, you know, shells that will protect them from predators. But it also impacts growth reproduction and lifespan. Then we have the pH levels of the ocean surface. That's already dropped from 8.2 to below 8.1. But in some waters, especially along the coastline, the pH levels have dropped further. Now, if these levels continue to drop, most of the ocean levels are going to be below 8 by the end of the century. And this will have a negative impact on marine organisms. Now, we can also look at sewage discharge and chemical runoff because these also combine 
with CO2 absorption. So it means there's even greater surface water acidification. Now this is disastrous, especially when you consider the amount of raw sewage being pumped into rivers and into the ocean in and around Britain. Think what this is doing to our ability to reduce CO2 levels. I mean, it's just crazy, isn't it? Now, a form of calcium carbonate is aragonite. It's naturally occurring. It's used by mollusks and coral for the formation of shells and endoskeletons. Now, when it's reduced, the water becomes more corrosive and it means that organisms are going to have to use a lot more energy to develop these protective structures. If the levels fall below three, then these very important organisms become stressed. If the levels fall below one, the structures or unprotected shells start to dissolve. Okay, if you're still with me at this point, plankton. Now that's a diverse collection of organisms and plankton is absolutely vital for a healthy ocean and for the complex food webs within the ocean. Now plankton may be tiny, but they provide an important source of food. So they are an important source of food for fish and whales. Now, in particular, then, let's look at phytoplanktons. These are tiny plant-like producers of bacteria and algae, and these form the basis of these very complex food webs. They use sunlight, nutrients, water, and carbon dioxide to produce oxygen and nutrients, which is needed for other organisms. Now, most are too small to be seen with the naked eye. But when they are in high numbers, some varieties can be seen and may even look like coloured patches on the surface of the water. And that's due to the presence of chlorophyll within their cells. Now, they are teeny tiny, uh, but seen under a microscope, they are absolutely stunning. They are beautiful. Now, you may not have heard of phytoplankton, or you may have, but importantly, they produce up to 50% of the oxygen we need to breathe. So they are so important for our survival, and they also cycle the carbon dioxide in the ocean. Now, I want to move on to a specific type of phytoplankton. Diatoms are a key group responsible for turning carbon in the atmosphere into carbon in their bodies. Now they use a, a silica, a dissolved silica to build cell walls, which enables them to sink more quickly than the other types of phytoplankton. So by doing so, it means that this carbon dioxide is then transferred safely to the sea floor. And once there, it can be stored for a long, long time. Now, there is a problem because the more acidic the water, the smaller the diatom, which means reduced silica, which in turn leads to 
the diatoms not being heavy enough to sink quickly. And what this means is that the carbon dioxide that we want captured within the ocean is not stored away safely from the atmosphere at all. Now, I know this probably all sounds a little bit complex, but if, if I put it in a simple way, where there are fewer diatoms sinking to the ocean floor, it means there's a reduction in carbon burial. And when you consider that when we talk about climate change, we talk a lot about carbon dioxide, CO2 capture. So this is a really important aspect that we should all be talking about and doing something about it. Scientists have been warning about the dangers of climate change and about the impact on our oceans. But what are we really doing about it? We talk about protecting the planet. I mean, we talk about it a lot. And we talk about planting trees and, you know, it's important. Of course it is. But it is not, it's not the whole solution. So we can all make a difference, even if those are subtle changes. And the best thing we can do to help nature is to stop using fossil fuels and to live more simply. It's not easy. I know that. So, but even the smallest of changes start to become a habit and become a positive habit for change. We can use public transport more. We can reduce using the single-use plastics. And we can also recycle properly. If we all adapt to a greener way of being, we can force change. And I know that many people think that businesses and, of course, the government should be the ones leading this change. And I can say that as I research this quite a lot, that there are things that's, that's happening, but it's not happening quickly enough. We know that whilst one local authority may be determined on planting uh, a large area of trees as part of their drive towards net zero. But another local authority is quite happy to bulldoze uh, a greenfield site for housing development. We are not thinking it through properly. We should be doing as little as possible to impact climate change. And especially right now, we should be looking at our oceans and realising that everything that is happening to the ocean right now is also going to be affecting us in terms of oxygen, in terms of not uh, capturing the carbon in the same way. And it's also going to be affecting the very or organisms that help produce oxygen. So that's all from me. It's, it's just a short catch-up New Year's podcast. And I wish you all a wonderful 2023. And let's all become nature campaigners. Until next week. Bye-bye.